0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: the Thousand Moms Talk and you're listening to the sounds and and we'll be providing you with the images of 1967 part two and um, joining me is in a second Dr. Ray Working. Uh, Greetings Ray. Greetings
2: David. So the right. uh, husband today. And a congratulations oh, yeah. to you and Fred on your. I want to get this right up top here. You and your longtime partner, 25 years, Fred Ilya, great guys, both of you, are going to finally tie the knot this summer. And boy, that is the talk of the town.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, it'll be on News 10 at, uh, at, at 6 o'clock. So, so he'll, he'll bump his uh, doggy show, the pet connections, and Um, but actually, Ray, it's going to be, uh, well, late summer is accurate, uh, in September. And, uh, we, we, uh, it's exciting. Um, one of these things that took a long time to warm up to the idea. I tell people, (laughs) you know, you know, until, until 2011 it wasn't even possible. And, um, uh it's a hard thing to uh to uh grasp, you know, that you can do this actually. At least for me it was. I know a lot of people rushed in, did it, and um I don't know. But thank you anyway, thank you for the good wishes and um uh it'll be uh it'll be an event, that's for sure. And well, so Ray, we're and we're looking forward Okay. Well, um, where to go first? Um, let's let's talk about we. Ha- I we have some interesting songs to play today. Two more, and that song is a favorite of mine from 1967, and it was by the group Every Mother's Son, which <laughs> I think is one of the the all time clean cut names of uh, uh, rock music. <laughs> <laughs> I mean how could you beat that and and they played the image you know they 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 lived up to the image um and uh they were a uh sort of a, a beach boys wannabe seems to me but that was their one hit just their their one hit um uh and it was in uh 1967 they They had other songs. Um, They, uh, um, excuse me, this uh, Come On Down to My Boat, uh, 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 Come On and Take a Ride in My Boat, the official title. No, 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 what am I saying? Come On Down to My Boat. Um, An instant favorite on American Pop radio station uh, reached number six on the billboard top one hot one hundred in july and um interestingly enough ray um they uh they they were the group was featured featured in a two part episode of the man from uncle um that was a, a favorite in the sixties with ilya Kuryakin um i remember that character's name and Robert Vaughn was the the other actor who played I forget was Ilya Kuriak in the name of the character or the name of the actor.
2: No, he was the uh he was the character, my one of my mom's absolute favorite shows and that was absolutely one of her favorite characters. So I knew all about Ilya and it was a cult and boy they had strong following, some good ratings in the early stages.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. My my um, <laughs> uh next oldest brother uh, who was really kind of a barometer for me on on, on culture, and he he, he he that was one of his favorites. He loved the Wild Wild West. He loved um, uh, Batman. I I I mean, he just tuned into all of these things that just sort of passed me by. So for better or worse, I thank him. Um, I don't know if I was. Culturally edified by by watching that, but uh, um, it did it did fill time. I especially remember the Wild Wild West, which I later learned was the campiest uh, uh, gay Western on on TV. Um, with uh, <laughs> but but gay is the theme of this of this show, Ray, and 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 I think you'll be surprised. At uh, um what's ahead, but I do wanna talk just seriously for a minute, because this has been you know the reason we're doing with this show is we wanna we wanna bring some joy or some some smiles to people or um you know there's news everywhere, you can get it online anywhere anytime. Um but the news this week about uh our president uh this has to go down in infamy, as Franklin Roosevelt would say. As as the week he he told people to drink uh, Clorox and inject um uh Lysol or ultra, whatever, ultraviolet rays or, or I forget what I mean, basically, out of his stupidity and arrogance, he promoted uh, poisons as a way to treat or prevent coronavirus. And, of course, people have done so. Um, You know, Lysol had to come out with a statement. Uh, Can you imagine to, to tell people, don't do this? But people have done it. There are reports. All around the country, people who uh above the normal level of lunacy have, way above, have uh, ingested Clorox and and um, uh, Lysol. And just don't do it. Don't do it. No matter what this fool says, don't do it. And Ray, I, I, I'm just speaking, I don't know. I know I, what you're. Go
2: ahead. I, I I just am so upset with the fact that um Debbie Scarf lady, was it Debbie Burks, uh Deborah Burks. Yeah. I believe I have the name. I mean, I don't know the number of, of comments I've seen on Facebook is you know, why did this professional lady with a curriculum vita of such quality get at least garner up the courage and the professionalism to say what you did? mr president with all due respect this doesn't work and if you take it you will probably die because i mean as you said i just pulled off the wire in tennessee they show the the supermarket shelves and it's analogous to when the toilet paper was missing um the clorox the lysol um, god only knows how the price people will pay how many esophagi esophagi, is the plural of esophagus um, would will suffer permanent damage, and um, you know this will be tallied up. It it has to rank on some scale, but with this character in the White House, I don't know what scale it would be. I think it's the most irresponsible thing I've ever heard come from any president ever.
1: Yeah, it's it's off the charts, and he he's mentally ill, and um, he really is. And, uh, this is just instead of doing the job he's supposed to do, um, uh, coordinate every, uh, the whole thing and, and get testing, do the right thing, and, you know, encourage, uh, get testing done, which, you know, is, is the first step to, to bringing down the, the, the spread of the, of the virus and, and, uh, staying in place. He's, he's encouraging governors to, uh, Go ahead and do it. He's only talking to those who are his friends uh, and the republicans in the republican party and um it's i i i you know I usually try to laugh at him and and just not engage but i I heard this the other night and and i i I just slammed the phone down i I just could not believe that and shame I have to say you know. Shame on people who voted for him. Just absolute shame, because all the signs were there in 2016, and you did it anyway. And, and you know, there's got to be a, a, a penance that you have to perform. And uh, when you elect a president, it's more than about getting your taxes cut. It's, it's protecting the nation and not selling it out to another country. And all of the criminal dirty things he's done stealing money um he's uh he's gotta go down as as well he's gotta go down in November if not sooner but um anyway, let's leave it there for now and um uh return to nineteen sixty seven and just some of the um the events Ray, that was going on in 1967 we we touched on them last week in our part 1 of the series on uh, 1967 but there was racial violence everywhere uh particularly in Detroit um New York City and Spanish Harlem uh Birmingham Alabama Connecticut New Britain Connecticut um Uh, Elsewhere, in in, uh, better news, Thurgood Marshall was sworn in, Uh, the amazing Thurgood Marshall, who single-handedly held together the the civil rights cause against incredible oppression and danger um, uh, brought about by the Jim Crow laws in this country. Uh, He was an astonishing person and uh, Lyndon Johnson named him as the first black U.S. Supreme Court justice. And um, elsewhere, uh, of course, Lyndon Johnson was president. And I always have to mention baseball because I sort of mark my memory with uh, baseball uh, stories, and I'm clueless these days because there's no baseball. But in the World Series that year, uh, a, a great World Series. The St. Louis Cardinals beat the Boston Red Sox. The Miracle Boston Red Sox, who had risen from last to first, and uh, the, that was a wonderful story. And Ray, that was the team my father wanted to take me to see on the night of the final fugitive um, episode. Really? They were yes, yes. They were in town to play the Yankees and. He was uh, a real baseball fan and impressed, really impressed as everybody was with how the, the Boston team had uh, risen from the ashes, uh, so to speak. And, um, and it was an interesting year for, for films. Best Picture was A Man for All Seasons. Um, uh, album of the Year was uh, uh, Frank Sinatra, A Man and His Music. Song of the Year, Michelle. By John Lennon and Paul McCartney and the Beatles, of course. Um, uh, and uh, Rolling Stone was magazine was created. And other movies were the graduate, Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, what a great movie! Portier and uh, Spencer Tracy's last movie, In the Heat of the Night, Cool Hand Luke, and um, on and on. Uh, and to, to serve with to love.
2: my Personal, to serve with love. Uh, that was uh, the first school I taught at Waterbleed High School. We reinstated the the prom, and and they played to to serve with love. And uh, that was a few years after it the song came out. But uh, Lulu, of course, uh, such a sad yeah. story about a, a high school that uh, was completely out of control. And um, I'm trying to think of the African American man who starred in it, but I'm not feeling hundred percent today. But it was uh it was my one of my top five movies of all time. to so sir with love That
1: wasn't Sydney that wasn't Sydney Poitier, was it?
2: Yes it was. No. Thank you.
1: It was. Oh, okay. I believe it was. I uh Yeah. That was um a movie I I I, I didn't see. Uh, still on my my bucket list. Um but um, Ray, I, I wanna move on to our, our next song because our next two songs I think are, are so interesting and the, the performers. You know, we didn't pick the, the these are the Thousand Moms top three, so they, they fly in the face of the, the the public top three or the billboard top three. These are these are the ones uh you and I picked and uh so that that gives them a, a status, official status. Thousand Moms Top Three from 1967. There you 70. go. <laughs> yeah. So, so the next song is um, Boy. I I I'd like to talk a lot about this if we can, but Arthur Conley, um, Sweet Soul Music. Um, just a brief story. When I um, when a Friday night in Italy one night and, and I had terrible jet lag and um, the TV was nothing. There was, I didn't have a book and uh, I did have a radio and I was able to pull in uh, an Italian station and uh, you know, most of it was Italian music and then out of the blue, out of nowhere comes Arthur Conley singing sweet soul music on this Italian station. But there's a story behind that and I think it's fascinating because Arthur Connolly was beloved in Europe much more so than he was in the United States. And he was gay. And um and several music writers are have said that that, that is what he, he he moved at some early point in his life to Amsterdam and in the, the Netherlands because he just he couldn't deal with uh, uh, the difficulties of, of being gay in, in the music world. And uh, he, thought, he said that his homosexuality was a bar to greater sec- success in the United States and a main reason behind his move to Europe and his eventual name change. He changed his name. He headed to Amsterdam, changed his name to Lee Roberts, and nobody knew Lee Roberts, and at last Conley was able to live in peace with a secret he had hidden or thought he had hidden for his entire career, that he was gay. But nobody in the Netherlands cared. And um, sadly, um, he uh, uh, really slid into anonymity and um uh but let's let's hear the song come back talk a little bit about the song itself but i'm just fascinated by his story and um you know we need to reclaim our history and honor our our gay artists who uh you know entertained us for 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 so long and you know uh Hidden from history, as they say. So um, uh, so let's get to it. Arthur Conley singing sweet soul music. Ray, at the end of that song, one of the very last lyrics is, Otis Redding got the feeling. Um, Arthur Conley collaborated with Otis Redding on that. Otis Redding had started his own label, and um, they recorded that, and uh, they rewrote an old Sam Cooke song. And, and uh, s- some of the, 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 it's an homage, the to, to song to soul music, And uh, some of the songs you may have heard mentioned in the lyrics are uh, Go Into a Go-Go by The Miracles, uh, Love is a Hurtin' Thing by Lou Rawls, Hold On, I'm Coming by I'm Coming by Sam and Dave, Mustang Sally by Wilson Pickett, Fa 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 by Otis Redding, and um, a brief instrumental version of the chorus for the song is quoted after Conley sings hit it otis additionally James Brown is described as the king of them all um Ray it's interesting uh that uh, I mean <laughs> is is a good looking guy uh and and it's just a, a shame that he his career had to uh um he had to sort of run away and hide from from everything, and uh, uh, did you know that he was gay, Ray? Yes,
2: I I did. Um, You know, we have Ryan Smith's birthday today. Big shout-out to Ryan who listens to the podcast. Um, Uh And, of course, he gives us the backstories to all the the songs that are played. So I I, I did know that, and I identified with it because it's an era that I, of course, grew up in, and I can see why he he ran, and I'm glad that it it worked out. The extent that it did
0: yeah
1: yeah well, he died early he 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 died in his uh uh middle to late 50s in amsterdam and um just uh well i guess we should celebrate who he was what he did um and uh, uh sadly also of course otis redding um Died uh, died young. Um, I'm not quite sure the circumstances of his death, Ray. Was it uh, uh, an accident or suicide?
2: That I can't say. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. There were so many
2: prominent performers at that time. You know, James Dean, live fast, play hard, destroying this and leave a great corpse. I mean, that was the the mantra of living. And he died on uh, September 30th of 1955. But from that point on, it seemed uh, none of them had much longevity. Many of them did not have longevity at all.
1: Yeah. Um. And just a little bit more on 1967, uh, some um, some interesting uh, uh books that were important to me um, uh, The Confessions of Nat Turner published uh, authored by William Styron um, that was we read that in college and that was an eye opener for me on uh, uh, on man's in humanity to man for, uh, for one thing and um, a, a Uh, poet poetess uh, Marianne Moore um, was publishing and and, uh, she she was a wonderful uh, person and the author Joyce Carol Oates uh, was coming to prominence with A Garden of Earthly Delights and um, so it was a uh, uh, as you said Oh, one other event that, that just uh, captivated me and, and the world, I remember grainy images from um, South Africa uh, in December when um, uh, a, a doctor named uh, Christian Barnard uh, and his team of surgeons performed the first successful human heart transplant um, and I even remember the name of the guy, Louis Washkonsky, a, a dentist. And this story, do you remember that story, Ray? I remember well. I was telling you in a
2: production meeting, you know, I had a heart issue as an 18-year-old at that time, and I was t- looking into a, anything to do with the heart. And I remember that story very well. I can't believe you recall the patient's name, though. That's impressive.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. That's cluttering around in my brain, but I, I remember that story being covered on, on local TV, national TV. And, um, it was a remarkable story at the time. Um, and, uh, sadly, uh, the patient, uh, died after 18 days, but, uh, it was, um, it was sort of captivating. And, um, and of course heart transplants are are now routine we even have a former vice president of um, in, in Dick Cheney who somehow uh got a, a heart transplant and uh you know he uh he's someone who made a bargain with the devil and um i <laughs> I I I I don't have high regard for him much at all. Um but anyway, so Ray, uh I want to go on to our our next story, which I find almost as fascinating as um the Arthur Conley story. Um and uh that is uh, a song you recommended by Leslie Gore um California
0: title,
2: yes. kind
1: of right? You do, you um, do? Yeah. Did you know she was lesbian?
2: Yes. That, there's a funny story with that. You know, we have on our show, we have Ulysses and um, one of the co-hosts, and we were at the Pride Center a good number of years ago, and uh, Out Magazine used to be distributed there, um, that they had extra copies that the blind didn't take, and uh, there you could take them for free. And there was Out magazine, and it had Leslie Gore on the cover. <laughs> and Ulysses looked at it, and I looked at it, and he said, "Did anybody not know that Leslie Gore was gay, was a lesbian?" And uh, it, you know, he wasn't kidding. I mean, it's, and the same thing hit me. You know, I, I really thought it was common knowledge. But she was never officially out until whatever that that year was. So we were in the group, so it had to be in the the mid two uh, thousands at best. Did you know?
1: I, no, I, and, and well, maybe, but you know, I, I I just it just didn't register for for some reason. Um, um, but I, I I've read a little bit that in 2004, right about the time your PBS television series uh, in the Life, um, which focused on LGBT issues, of course. And then uh, 2005, she had an interview with uh, After Ellen, which is a, a blog site, and she stated she was a lesbian, had been in a relationship with luxury jewelry designer Lois Sasson since 1982. Um, she, said, she said that the music business was totally homophobic, and she never felt... But she never felt she had to pretend she was straight. She said, I just kind of lived my life naturally and did what I wanted to do and didn't avoid anything. And I didn't put it in anybody's face. Um, Kind of reminds me of uh, uh, another lesbian or bisexual of the time, uh, Dusty Springfield, who of course had some great hits. and she was uh uh she kind of her career went downhill um well, you know who knows for what reasons, but she wound up as a lounge singer in west hollywood um at trying to uh you know make some money toward the end of her life and mm-hmm. she of course died an early death um but two great female singers. Um, Leslie Gore and Springfield, um, and it's just sad that they they couldn't live the full life that they uh, deserved to have, and the same with Arthur Conley and Ray. I I think I'm on a theme here. this must deserve some uh, seems like uh, some research is called for uh, about who were the, who were our gay singers in the 60s who uh, there must be more, wouldn't you think?
2: Absolutely. But the, this summer of 60s, summer of love, summer of 1967, fleshed out these people. I think that's the best word you can use. I mean, uh, they were making their fledgling attempts. So again, as we talked about uh, this morning, it was a full six plus years before the American Medical Association and American Psychiatric Association removed homosexuality from being a mental illness, um, you could end up in a a psychiatric ward very easily if you went to the wrong uh, therapist, somebody who was not enlightened, and they weren't all or were not. And um, it was looked at as a a very serious disease. At the same time, people were, um, you know, those that were on the, the really liber- uh, left side were were for the first time coming out and saying i'm gay and you were seeing it and of course middle america was just aghast as, as at the summer of love and it wasn't it wasn't only the uh, homosexual side it was the heterosexual side i mean nudity nudity was looked at in a way that it had never been before and sex was everywhere and san francisco was the place to go and get some flowers in your hair and uh, culturally, mm-hmm. it was a, a, a real revolution.
1: Yeah, and really a precursor to uh, the summer of 1969 and the, mm-hmm. the Stonewall riots and, and the gay. Liberation. Followed by
2: Woodstock, yeah, amazing. Yeah, summer.
1: Yeah, so um, let's listen to Leslie Gore, "California Nights," and we'll come back and uh, chat some more about.
0: Leslie Gore
1: and 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 this song.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: of uh, other other bigger hits. Uh, it's My Party and I'll Cry If I Want To. Judy's Turn to Cry, You Don't Own Me, and uh Leslie Gore, uh, Ray, I don't know if you I, I think I'm losing it. Um I I think uh well Leslie Gore did sing a version of this song on Batman uh, as, the, uh the
2: debut was on Batman. Uh, oh really, a tradition. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it started with Ozzy Nelson deciding that Ricky Nelson can make a whole lot of money and move his hits to the top of the charts. And then it was done by Paul Peterson and uh David Cassidy and a, you know, uh, many, many others. If you could sing your song on a hit TV show, you're almost guaranteed of, of getting on the charts. This is the last hit that Leslie Gore had and it was a, what Ryan would call a soft hit. Um she played Kitty Cat and we have an, a gay or a lesbian angle here, uh, and, you you know, most everyone conceded that, that uh, Batwoman and Kitty Cat were, you know, quite clearly lovers, a younger, older relationship. And, uh, yeah, tied into the Batman TV series, which was on two times a week, three times a week, and believe it or not, and you can Google this, at one point it was on four nights a week, very briefly. Really? And it got oversaturated, but you had to be on you had to be on Batman to be anybody. I mean, they got they got every, they got every star stand on that show,
1: and and uh, and it, and, and the show lasted only two years, right? Is
2: that right? Uh, uh, I think it was two and a half. Yeah. Um, oh. Okay. They, 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 you gotta but they, they
1: oversaturated
2: it, it. it. They, they would. I mean, that many times a week. How many years would that equate to? I mean, it was just overdone. Um, yeah, I was a senior in high school. Same,
1: same bat thing. time,
2: same bat channel, same bat channel, but uh, yeah, yeah, they just but... kept pouring the water into the bottle and it, it filled up and over. <laughs> but it's still a com- yes, but uh, a cultural, you know, cult head,
1: yeah. But but Robin was, was certainly worth the effort. To well, watch. you know,
2: the story about Robin's tights, there were all kinds of uh. Of complaints about that, and they had to to use a strapping mechanism to keep his manhood, uh, so it didn't show too much. Our puritanical oh.
1: sensibilities just never stopped, David. Oh my God! And I suppose it was Arthur, who um, the the butler uh, was it Arthur, the name of the butler. I was Arthur. Um, yes. Who um, did the adjustments? Of the, the wardrobe I adjustments, I, I would imagine. He was a he was a very versatile man, Arthur. You know he he, he was he,
2: quite the gentleman's gentleman.
1: Yeah, and he could keep a secret. That's for sure. Oh, he he
2: certainly could. And of course, yeah. the, in, in a line, the, the original Superman comic books had Robin as a as a much safer age. He was, uh, you know, uh, appropriate age much younger than Batman and they slept in the same bed in the comic books. We did a segment on the show. I mean, it was not hidden and people didn't seem to have a problem with it. But Batman and Robin, an appropriately aged Robin, uh, slept together in the comic strips. Oh, my
1: goodness. And you know, yes, yes. The, 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 the gay writers had a ball with that. They're, they're, oh, you know. yes. <laughs> <laughs> they pulled one over on on, on, on America. Uh, Ray. So Ray, I, I finished up the, the the proofs of my my upcoming book, which I hope is going to uh turn the world on its head or at least uh sell a few copies, in which I try to explain the gay. Um only in terms of uh uh ex- understanding where this stigma came from and why it Persists um, in terms of reparative therapy, and uh, uh, you know, I I, you mentioned very graciously the you know the wedding that uh, Fred and I are going to have, and it's almost a sociological experiment Mm -hmm. for me to to see people's reactions. Uh, I'll see how people respond because you know, it's conservative up here. And, uh, I, I, I just really, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I never thought this would happen in my life. And, and, um, uh, and I think people are going to need a, uh, uh, consciousness raising. Um, and I'll see how this goes. Um, you, you know, I know, a lot of the people who'll be invited and uh, uh some of them you know I've put up with a lot uh, you know one of whom is a very religious woman and you know her view of things gay is uh, well love the sinner hate the sin and uh you know I I I hope to uh, correct her thinking on that but uh <laughs> Good luck. you know yeah. Yeah, I know. That's not gonna happen, but anyway, at least I'll have my peace. And so Ray I think we uh we need to call it a, a show, but uh please everyone uh do not drink No, oh, That wasn't what I planned. But um well, I thought you this had a surprise. There. No. Um I I just want to uh, thank you, Ray, for uh, the show and uh, your support. And everybody out there, please stay safe. The LGBTQ.